everybody, Graham Brown here. This is the Storytelling Organization, a podcast about corporate podcast. A podcast really about helping unlock the human potential in every organization because inside every company, inside every team, inside every organization, there are stories just waiting to get out. So what stops them? Well, firstly, there's not knowing that it's possible, but that's that's really part of the journey. That's why we have this podcast, because I want to showcase what's possible, what you can do with podcasts and how it can help your business in many different ways. You know, some of these ways you may not be aware of yet, but I want to share with that with you today, as well as throughout this series. So that's the business case part of corporate podcasts. But let's have a look maybe at the emotional aspects of corporate podcasts. Why do people not do podcasts? And it really comes down to the issue that the more experience that you have, the longer your career, the older you are, then the harder it becomes for you to get on stage. And the reason is, is because when you're a beginner, you've got nothing to lose. You don't have a reputation. You don't have a preconceived notion of what thought leaders do in your industry, in your organization. So therefore, a beginner, that's why we see teenagers get on TikTok and build huge audiences. What stops us doing that on podcasts isn't that we don't have the skill or the content. We absolutely do. I'll talk about that in this episode. What stops us is in here, in our heads. It's the voices. So let's talk about those voices. Let's talk about the imposter syndrome, which is very real for you and I. And accepting it's real is the first step in dealing with it. I get the imposter syndrome. I've done over 2,000 podcasts now. I still get the imposter syndrome. I still sometimes find myself in positions where I'm thinking, should I really be here? And actually, that's quite a good thing because you're punching above your weight. You're growing. You're outside of your comfort zone. You know, I've been outside of my comfort zone for many a year. When I started my first business in 1998, like any young punk, the first thing I did wasn't get a client, which is obviously the, the right thing to do. The first thing I did was I got a bunch of business cards printed, and then I went and handed them out to my friends and family. And on my card, it said, Graham Brown, CEO. I didn't have any revenue yet, but I was a CEO. And I remember showing one of my friends the business card, and he said, uh, you can't put that on your business card. And why? Well, you can't say you're a CEO. And he was offended. He was hurt by the fact that I could simply put CEO on my business card. You know, I wasn't running a billion dollar organization. I wasn't famous. I wasn't qualified. And he was offended not because he was in any way jealous, but because I had broken the rules. You know, I had broken the rules which he had played by to become successful in his career. 
And the rule that I'd broken was that I picked myself. You know, when I started my first podcast, proper podcast, when it was called podcasting, a um, bit of a backstory, I had been recording audio interviews since around about 2003, 2004, so nearly 20 years. But my first podcast podcast, which you could call a podcast, and it's out there on the internet still. When I started that, I had a similar imposter syndrome, which was, am I interesting enough? Am I qualified enough? You know, who's going to listen to my story? You know, I wasn't a famous tech billionaire. I wasn't a CEO. That was a household name. And the inadequacy that we all feel is this comparison that we have to other people, that we're not enough. Somehow, we're not enough compared to the next person. As they say, comparison is the thief of joy. But yet, it's our cultural instinct to be picked. You think about it. When you're in the classroom at school, you put up your hands and you wait for the teacher to say, yes, Graham. And we were picked. By being picked, we were allowed to speak. When we want a job, we go for an interview and we're picked. Even before the interview, we have to get picked by a hirer. And if you're in the music business or you're publishing a writer or even a journalist and you're publishing on somebody else's platform, you have to be picked. Think about music, for example, for many, many years. And even now, you have to be picked by, by an A&R guy, somebody who says, yeah, this is the kind of artist we want on our roster. You had to be picked. You couldn't do it yourself. And the world had this power vested in editors, whether the editors were A&R guys or hirers or teachers. They mediated our voice. We couldn't speak unless we were picked. And that was, became our cultural instinct. So when we grew up, went into the adult world, we still expected to be picked. We expected that to have a voice, you had to be picked by somebody. And therefore, if you did it yourself, somehow things weren't quite right. Somehow you were cheating the system. Somehow this wouldn't work out. In the old days, it used to say, on advertising as seen on TV, because the advertising was picked by the networks. They had to pay to be on that advertising network, on that TV channel. But today, anybody can get in front of anybody. You're listening to this podcast. I didn't pay to advertise to you, and nobody picked me to do this podcast. So bringing back to the world of corporate podcasts, and let's talk about the imposter syndrome because you're smart, you have experience, and you have stories. And yet, you have this barrier that lies between you and the next level. And that next level is building your personal brand, shaping narratives in your industry, influencing people en masse, at scale, you know, creating conversations that matter. And I want to talk about the three E's of corporate podcast content, because what the three E's are about is really what you have already. 
you know, you may look at other people and think, oh, they're really good at podcasting. They're really good at storytelling. They're really good at public speaking. Look at little old me. Why me? Well, the reason why you is because you are qualified. In the old days, we used to pick actors, literally actors. These were people that brands used to put in their advertising. The whole advertising world is run on the premise that everybody you see in an advert has nothing to do with the brand. Very rarely do you see anybody from the brand in an advert. And sometimes not even people, they'll have a guy in a tiger outfit or a clown. This is very common. And the reason is, is because in the old days, in the old world, the industrial model of communications that the least effective, least efficient part of that machine was a human being. If you think about machines of a factory, for example, the least controllable part of a factory is the humans of the factory. You know, Henry Ford, who really is the godfather, the grandfather of the factory model, the industrial model, he said that famously, you can have any color you want about his cars as long as it's black. And people know that maxim, that joke. But what they don't know is the reason why Henry Ford said that was because black paint dried faster. And the whole industrial model is about reducing the risk of production. And the highest, riskiest aspect of the production line is the human being, because human beings take time off, they get sick, they go to the bathroom, all these kind of things, which machines don't do yet. And therefore, communication is just an expression of that. In the industrial world, communication is efficient. And to make it efficient, we need to reduce the risk. And to do that, we have PR handlers. You know, you can't go on to a nightly news show and say what you want. You will have somebody who will say, you can't ask that question. You only can talk about these things. You have handlers. And even in organizations, you have people who are cleared to speak. They get clearance. Not everybody can speak. Only two, three percent of the organization are cleared to speak publicly. And organizations very much look dimly upon employees who have their own blog, podcast, treat it with a little bit of suspicion. They may have social media channels, but anything that's a platform, they look at that with not contempt per se, but distrust. And in formal communication, we can control the message. But when it comes to mass marketing, the only way you can control the message is completely remove the human beings from it. And that's why you don't see employees in that communication. And yet that's changing. We know that's fake. We know every single one of those actors, ambassadors, influencers, are fake. They have nothing to do with the organization. So if I want to find a company that I want to work for, or I want to really understand an organization that matches my values, or I want to know what the CEO thinks about climate change, I'm not going to an actor. I'm not seeking a proxy. I'm seeking the real authentic people of the organization. And the 
best organizations know that. They know that you cannot control the flow of information like a pipeline anymore. It has to be a platform where you create those conversations and you give your people guardrails and green lights to operate within. Even if you were to do that, there is a barrier. And that is the psychological barrier that most senior executives have that their story is not interesting. And I'll put it to you this. This is the three E's that everybody has three components of their career that are enough to make your story interesting. Case in point, I bet you have a scene in your life where one of the following happened. You left the country, you moved somewhere new, you left a bank and you went to work in a startup or do something that you really cared about, or you did something in your life that was meaningful to you that went against the advice of people around you, aunts, uncles, who thought they knew better about your career. Now, pretty much everybody who's lived an interesting life has that backstory to them. And in many cases, people will think that it's not interesting, that they think it's not, it's just kind of something I did once, not important. But I guarantee to you that there is somebody listening or somebody out there that needs to hear that story. They don't need to hear it from me because they don't connect with me. They need to hear it from you. You're authentic. I'm a proxy. You have the connection with them. I don't. That's why if you want to create change, you have to tell your story. Your story may just be enough for that person listening to think, wow, now I can do that. And that's how you create influence and change. It doesn't have to be a fantastical story. It doesn't have to be a billion dollar startup. It's just enough to convince somebody that you are maybe five or six steps ahead of them on the journey. It gives them the motivation. And the great thing is you look at every movie, every book, every story told throughout human history, the heroic narratives all have one scene and it's called the departure scene. And the departure scene is where our hero leaves the world of comfort, crosses the threshold, which is often defined as a physical threshold, a river, leaving a planet, going on a train journey, crossing a bridge, whatever it may be. They cross the threshold and then they take the journey. They leave behind the world of comfort. And that scene is in almost every heroic narrative told for thousands of years. It's in Lord of the Rings, the crossing of the, the bridge. It's in Harry Potter when Harry leaves home and he goes to Hogwarts. It's in Star Wars where Luke leaves his home planet and goes in search of the truth. And it's in the Bible. And it's in every religious text because we've been telling the same story for thousands of years. And the point is, is that that trope is enough for people to understand that you're on a journey. And that is enough for people to understand that your journey may worth be following. And you may not have written a book and that's fine, but you don't need a finished book to have a story worth telling. You just need to have started. You don't need a why you just found your start. 
And that was enough to be authentic. So what can you talk about? Let's talk about the three E's. In your career, if you have enough experience, and I mean people who have started out, they have experimented, they've tried the things, they know what they don't like in their career, and now they're on a journey to find what they do like. That means they've specialized in something, they know what their skills are, and their career pathway is a T-shaped object, meaning the T, the bar, the column, which is the specialization that they go up the T and then the top of the bar, the horizontal aspect of the T, that's where you generalize. That's where you tell stories. That's where you connect the dots. That's where you talk about the three E's, which are fantastic starting points for every corporate podcast. Those three E's are experience, ecosystem, and empathy. Let me talk about those experience that you know the problem. You've seen what's broken. You've experienced the repeat conversations that people in your industry have had day in, day out about similar things. You've seen the patterns. That's really important. You've seen the patterns because if you can define the patterns of the problem in your industry, you already are a thought leader because most people don't have the luxury to step back and understand the map. Most people are just trying to navigate their way through the industry and they're sort of bumbling along day to day. They don't have a map, but if you can see a pattern in your industry, that's a map. Ecosystem. You have connections. You know people. You have clients. You have partners, people you work with, people you worked for, people you know, authors that you admire, people who are authorities in your industry. You have an ecosystem and you built that around you. Everybody has 150 people in their network that they know authentically. That's enough. And in many cases, that's the maximum that you can communicate with authentically and on an individual basis. You know 150 people in your ecosystem. That tribe that you can define that care about the things that you care about. Empathy. You know, having the experience of working in the industry and working with people in your ecosystem, you can empathize with their pain points and frustrations. You can define their pain points that they may not be able to name. And importantly, you lean into the pain, you lean into the problem, and you can help them see and perceive a potential solution. Those are the three E's of a corporate podcast. Experience, ecosystem, empathy. And that's enough for you to talk about in a podcast. You don't need anything else. You don't need actors. That's enough content that if you can keep that conversation focused on those three subjects and bring in people to support you know, maybe challenge some of the assumptions and add to that conversation. That is enough. Those are the best podcasts. So very quickly, let's talk about what a corporate podcast can be, rounding up. If you look at all the different designs that we work with in the podcast agency, you can have a podcast that defines strategic narratives in your industry. You know, you can lead by the story that you tell about the industry. That will define the three E's, the experience, the the ecosystem and the empathy, the story helps you frame all of that. 
could be business development. You could lean into the problem and show people that you understand their problem better than the next guy. It could be customer success. You can show, look, these people had this problem. We defined it for them and we took them to the next level. We took them on the journey to the promised land, which is that journey, successfully. We brought them home. And they can be internal campfires to help you as a team really tighten those definitions around experience ecosystem and empathy. It requires a bit of a mindset change though. I mean, this is the limiting factor. You can have all of those, but if you still approach podcasts from the position of being a gatekeeper and communication as a pipeline, it's not going to go far. But if you see yourself as an enabler and the podcast is a platform, then you have everything you need to give a voice to many people in your ecosystem who could benefit from that. So the key here is turning off your expert mode. You don't have to have all the answers here, guys. Expert mode off, empathy mode on. You don't need to have the answers. You just need to create a platform for the people who, like you, are on this journey. And those people may not have a name. Those people may not have a tribe they identify with, but you're planting a flag. That's what a podcast is. You're planting a flag and people are rallying around. These are the conversations that matter with the people who care. And if you can create a platform for them, you have everything you need. And that's all you need, to be honest. That's the only qualification you need to become a podcast host. My name is Graham Brown. You're listening to The Storytelling Organization. If you like what you hear, the easiest way to connect with me, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast already, is to reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you.